We're Twitter Nation, we are back and better than ever with a new edition of the Weekly Rundown. This week we've got results from the Daytona 100, Devil Dog Ultras, Headwaters Half, Hellgate, and more. I'll tell you all the news you need to know, let's check in with Wes and see how Paul the Legend Barty is doing. Paul Barty was back at it with another weekly half marathon. No matter what the weather is, the time of year, this man just does not stop. It's been two half marathons since we've seen Barty last. The first one opened with a bunch of deer. I mean, my goodness, look at the amount of deer that are featured on this run. Gee willikers. The second one was more important for Barty, however, as it symbolized the ninth year of running a weekly half marathon distance run every single week for the past nine years. That's ridiculous. Kudos to you, Barty. Congratulations. I know there have been some close calls over the years, and I'm excited to see this streak continue for as long as possible. See you next week. One of the best East Coast Ultra Marathons took place over the weekend, and that was the Hellgate 100K. This race is bonkers. <laughs> Directed by the ever-famous Mr. David Horton, runners start this race at 12.01 a.m. Saturday morning. I, don't know, I like to say late Friday night because that's just how my mind works. Runners run all through the night and into the morning. This year was literally hell for some runners as it was pouring down sheets of rain as well as icy slick conditions with temperatures in the mid to upper 30s. Yikes. This is one of my favorite races because every year they produce a video like this one. Sit back, grab your popcorn, and enjoy this. Dusty, you play with me, man? Yeah, but all right, Dusty. Yeah, Hellgate's a pretty special race. This race ended up being super tough for basically everyone involved. I don't think anyone was prancing through Hellgate over the weekend. <laughs> the top two women were only separated by five minutes. Kelly McDonald took the win in 14 hours even. A name that Regeneration Nation members should be familiar with is Bethany Patterson. She came in second place. And Ohio's own Amanda Bevick was sixth on the ladies' side. And the overall winner of the race was Mike McMonigle from Salt Lake City, Utah, bonjour, winning by over an hour, running at the time of 11 hours, six minutes. Ridiculously quick. Regeneration member Travis Ziffel is back on the horse cue the track. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Ah, oh, yeah. 
Travis finished in fourth overall, running 12 hours, 17 minutes. Our former faster host, Michael Owen, finished 20th overall, beating out Frank the Tick Gonzalez by a minute or so. Well done, Michael and Frank. However, forget all of that because the best story of the day, in maybe two days, came from Jeremy Peterson. Jeremy decided to run a double Hellgate. He started running the course solo late Thursday evening, and he finished in time to start the actual race Friday night slash early Saturday morning, however you want to look at it. Yeah, he ran 133 miles of Hellgate, the first 60-something miles, 70, 67 miles or whatever, solo, and then got back to the starting line before the start of the race and ran the actual race and finished before the cutoff and was able to do it. Dude's a beast. That's all you got to know. Dude's a beast. Absolutely incre incredible work. Jeremy, congratulations. With that being said, obviously this race is a special one. I'll be submitting my application to run this race in the coming years. Congrats to all the Bridge Run Nation members and everyone else that took place in Hellgate or Raingate 2019. The Devil Dog Ultras took place at the Prince William Forest Park a weekend ago. This Devil Dog name is a homage to the race director's Marine Corps community. And as well, you better not bring any apricots to this race because the race director strictly forbids them. Absolutely no apricots. This course is a loop course consisting of primarily single track trails with occasional routes, rocks, and brief technical sections. There are also spurts of fire road and rolling hills, but no substantial climbs. 100K runners complete three, while 100 mile runners complete five of those loops. First place in the 100 mile went to the famous Carl Metzler in 19 hours, 21 minutes, absolutely crushing the competition, winning by over three hours. In second place, we saw Michael Martinet with a time of 23 hours and six minutes. Colleen Jay took the first place female spot with a time of 24 hours 56 minutes, beating out Amanda Wilson with a time of 26 hours 48 minutes. In the 100K, we saw the young 26-year-old Matt Dissetmeyer finishing in first with a time of 10 hours 43 minutes. Sean Baker took the second place spot with a time of 11 hours 15 minutes. First place female and fourth overall was Lisa Schmitter with a time of 11 hours 54 minutes. And the second place spot was snagged by Jennifer Kova with a time of 12 hours 23 minutes. Congrats to all of the Devil Dog Ultra Runners. The Daytona 100 took place over the weekend, and yes, the 100, not the 500. We don't do NASCAR races here. This is North Florida's first point-to-point -point ultra marathon. The first 34 miles of this race have unbelievable views of the ocean and skyline off in the distance. The middle sections take you through multiple beach towns, and I'm just imagining some surfer vibes all around, and I couldn't think of what else you would possibly need in the middle of an ultra marathon. The last part of the race isn't as important because you probably won't remember it anyway, so there's that. And as most ultra marathons go, you always remember the finish, and there's not a better finish in all of Florida races, in my opinion, because it finishes at a top 10 best beach bar in Florida in the racing north turn. That's just awesome. I mean, what else could you imagine? I don't know if you can tell, but I'm all about this race. Beach bars and surfer bros, count me in. Plus this might give me an opportunity to finally go visit the state of Florida sometime. I guess we should probably talk about the 50 or so runners that did complete the actual race. Race results are still being processed at the time of recording, but it appears that Lee Whitaker took the win with time of 15 hours and 11 minutes. Lee set the course record back in 2017, running an hour faster than he did this year. Nevertheless, congrats on the race, and congrats to all of the Daytona 100 runners. Zoom, zoom. 
Headwaters Half, the half being half of 50K, took place in Glenville, North Carolina. The 17-mile course has about 2,500 feet of elevation gain. The elevation gain plus the potential for knee-high pre-crossings makes this quite a challenging race. Ridge Runner, name, Ridge Runner member Aaron Saff took first place overall in 2 hours 25 minutes, and if I'm correct, setting but not breaking the course record since the course increased from a half marathon to half 50K since last year. Only a few minutes back in second place was Sheridan Byers in two hours, 27 minutes. First place female went to Rachel Veal in two hours, 57 minutes, and Susan Byers was able to snag the second place female spot with a time of three hours and 27 minutes. I wonder if they're related. The Bigfoot 50K took place over the weekend in Cambridge, Ohio at Salt Fork State Park. This race is a special race to me because it was my first 50K back in 2015. This race is loaded with regeneration members, and this race features a 10 mile leap course completed three times. It looks like JR Lucer came away with the win in four hours, 32 minutes. Elisa Rich was our top female in five hours, 46 minutes. Congrats to all of the Ridge Runner Nation members that took place in this year's event. I was going through the results and just kept scrolling and scrolling and recognizing all the names that were out there, saw all the photos and whatnot. Congrats to everyone that ran this year's event. And now it's time for our rant of the week. A few weeks back, the Philadelphia Marathon took place and obviously me being in Philadelphia now, I was able to get out there and see a few of the runners. It was seemingly a perfect day until it wasn't. According to MarathonInvestigation.com, Philly Marathon had a boatload of cheaters in this year's event. 147 runners cut the course because they were tired. Okay, I'm gonna repeat myself. 147 runners cut the course because they were tired. It's undetermined if these runners were initially counted as finishers and were revoked after the fact, or if these 147 runners were just instantly not considered finishers. In addition, 93 runners did not hit the halfway turnaround point and still finished the race acting like they completed the whole race. How can you run a marathon? Like you're train, you trained four months. It's your first race, it's your second race, it's your 20th, your 100th marathon. You put in all the training or you don't train, who knows? And you just say that you act like you cross the finish line and you take the medal anyway, you take the banana, you take the chocolate milk and you pretend like everything's all good. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I don't know how these 93 runners feel about themselves today, uh, tomorrow. I know personally, there's always uh, opportuni opportunities to take these shortcuts in life and in running uh, particularly. We've seen this before in the sport. It just blows my mind that people still try to take these shortcuts and it's just not a great look from the people in Philadelphia and uh, really everyone else that came out for this event. I hope that uh, it gets resolved in the future. I hope that this race does not continue to see the amount of cheaters that uh, happened this year because it seems like there was a boatload and really it doesn't seem like it's a big issue with other big city marathons. I think Philadelphia Marathon needs to figure it out. I think the people that came to this race need to figure it out and see what their morals were. And all in all, I think that uh, everyone just needs to look in the mirror here. So if you are considering running the Philadelphia Marathon next year, my tip to you is don't cheat because mar marathoninvestigator.com will find you and he'll track you down. We put their link in the description below because they do great work. Peace out and rant. And now it's time for our Ridgeline news segment. This week, we have an amazing story that came out from Greensburg, Pennsylvania. A woman ended up running to save her life. Cheryl Collins Gatons is a two-time Olympic trials qualifier that found running at the age of 28. 
Her husband, Kevin Gatanz, was the cross-country coach of a nearby high school. One day during a cross-country meet, Kevin collapsed while touring the course. The other coaches attempted to perform CPR, but Kevin passed away later that day. It was later discovered that he had a rare condition called ARVD. This is known as the backwards heart disease. Aerobic exercise brought it out and his heart was three times the size of a normal heart when he passed. Cheryl was faced with the challenge and responsibility of raising three children all by herself through everything she had running. She said, and I quote, it was a part of me that still felt alive where I could escape the darkness. Last year at the age of 51, Cheryl won the Johnstown Marathon at the time of three hours and seven minutes. In addition, Cheryl is now a grief counselor, a motivational speaker, and she has a brand new book out called Farther Than 26.2 Miles. If you'd like to know more about Cheryl's story, we've attached a link to the description below. Ridgewater Nation, you may have seen our announcement about the creation of a new show on our channel. Last week, we had our first Ridge Runner live show, name still pending. This show is meant to take a deeper dive into running news and trends with different members from around Ridge Runner Nation. The rundown isn't going anywhere. It is a great way to stay up to date on all things happening from around Ridge Runner Nation, but this new show will allow Ridge Runner Nation members to connect with each other and on another level and hopefully form some new connections. Make sure to come over to our YouTube channel and check it out. We have some great suggestions for future topics, so if you have anything you want us to talk about or if you want to be on the show, let us know in the comments or on social media. We'll have another episode coming out this week, so stay tuned for more information on that. We have a massive update to provide to you on the Bailey Trail Systems. For a reminder, those who have missed the previous update, the project was designed to establish 88 miles of additional trails for hikers, runners, and mountain bikers in Southeast Ohio. The Athens City Council approved the passing, providing funding to the project. All six members on the council voted in favor of the project. This will now allow for tourists all around the country to come check out some of the soon to be best trails in the country. 88 miles of single track, hiking, biking, mountain biking, just awesome trails. And with that, thanks for tuning into this week's rundown from the Ridge Runners. Be sure to check back next week to stay updated on all things trail and ultra, mostly east of the Mississippi. In addition, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit the bell below if you wanna be notified every time we release a new video. If you like what we're doing and enjoy our shows, give it a share with your friends and hit that like button along the way. I'm your host, John Dolovacki. That other guy is Wesley Harton, and we will see you next week on the Weekly Rundown.